Episode 8 of Tobacco Road Weekly. And uh, let me just say this. I don't like to rub in stuff too much, but when I'm right, I'm right. And when Billy's wrong, he's wrong. So uh, we we did this poll, I guess, or Billy wanted to do a poll and, and ask people if they agree with him on a certain situation we've been talking about on this show for the last couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, it didn't turn out too good for Billy on that. But we'll bring his special guest host again in that he wanted to agree with him. <laughs> you know I'm going to rub it in on you, Billy. Oh, with, I'm fine. Bring it on. With me tonight, as always, is Billy Parker. Uh, yeah, and uh, got a lot to talk about this week. We're coming into the last week of the regular season of the ACC. And, Billy, uh, while you're while – you're, on a roll there. Why don't you, why don't you introduce our, our returning guest host this week? Since you wanted him over. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, Stevie, um, since our, our friend Kristen Treason did such a great job um, previously on the show, I wanted to bring yeah. him back. He's our resident Virginia expert, and, um, you know, I thought maybe I could get him to show a little love to my side of our disagreement, but it didn't look like it. It looks like I'm going to get ganged up on here, but that's okay. That's okay. So we'll still be able to talk some Virginia basketball and maybe address kind of that little skid they were on. But hey, they they got back on the winning ways against Miami. Um, <laughs> so it'd be real curious to get his thoughts on direction Virginia's going to go from here. Welcome, welcome back to the show, Chris. By the way, and you know, thank you, thank you so much for being here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's always it's always fun to get together with you guys. I will say, as Billy mentioned, you know, since I was on the show last. I uh, question whether I should join again because we were slumping. You know, UVA yeah. was was slumping, but you know, these things happen. We'll we'll, we'll write the ship. But uh, I I couldn't let what happened last week with that that argument stand because Billy's position was just it's like I told you. It's it was it wasn't even close. Let's let's Billy. I, you I want, disagree with you guys? Do you want to remind people, Billy, of what what your what your argument I would, was? I you, would love to. You and, brought and listen, this I up. Feel, you brought this up for the last two weeks. Let's, let's. Now, now we have created something. Now, now you and Chris are wrong on on topic, but, oh, but that's yeah. okay. So our discussion was Carolina and Roy speed dating. I'm trying to find games <laughs> when they have little gaps in the schedule, and it, it you know it smelled a little bit of desperation. Um, oh, I, I thought, and how it worked fine when they played Northeastern. They played Marquette, and it didn't work out so well. My argument take on it was, hey, why put yourself in a position to lose a game that could hurt you in the long run if you're trying to get in a tournament? But, hey, your take is, if you've got an opportunity to play, get some experience and play. I'm like, okay, that sounds fine. Chris seems to agree with you on that as well. well um, but what I did say, hold on, what I did say, and I will own it today, I did say if they beat Florida State, it doesn't matter, and they move on. And I would agree, uh, and I'll keep what I said. They did beat Florida State, so nobody cares about the Marquette game anymore. So now it's, no, now but it's uh, a non-issue. The, 
let's just say this. You don't think losing to Marquette or playing Marquette or Northeastern gives them more experience? How young is that team? It's probably They're one of the young, probably one of the youngest teams in the ACC right now. And, and well, that maybe look at state. I think they're a little bit younger, but um, oh, I don't know. Thirty-three freshmen. I think that's hard to beat. Uh, we had four freshmen in double figures against Florida State. Yeah, four freshmen starting. Well, no, Kessler came off the bench, but four freshmen in double figures against Florida State. You got three freshmen. I mean, I'm yeah. not talking about. I'm talking no, about. Well, we've got more than three freshmen. Well, we've, we've got, got more than four freshmen first. too. But I'm just saying. Depending on, we're both young teams. Yeah, we're both young teams. I'm not going to get in another one like that, like we did last <laughs> week. Uh, but yeah, so get, and that's what I was trying to get across to you. Whether they win or lose, look the way Carolina's playing. Every other game is is flip flop. It's like a yo yo. I mean, Carolina's you know up. What? I can't down. I cannot argue Roy's genius now. I mean, obviously it was a great plan. They were able to beat Florida State following the Marquette game. He's he's the genius, and um, we move on. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying he's a genius for doing it. I just think it was a good coaching move to get more experience for the team. That's what I was trying to say. You were trying to make it out like, God, what a bonehead. He, he wanted to be somebody bring in somebody he knew he was going to beat. You don't know who you're going to beat. That's what I tried to tell you last week. You don't know any game who you're going to beat this season. You don't know who you're going to beat, but we you know when you've got more likelihood to beat an opponent. So, um, and I guarantee you check the Vegas odds on that game. They had Carolina winning. And look, you, have you listened to, uh, and we talked about this before, when a Packer and Durham, they hate the BPI. If you look yeah. at the BPI, they hate it. And, you know, Harley Evers right, but, you know, any given night, like I said, any given night. Especially who, this year. Especially this okay, year. let me tell you, let's ask you this. Before that State-Virginia game, did you think State was going to beat Virginia? I would have put zero money on that game. Okay, then. Um, <laughs> any given night. I don't care. Any given night. You're right. That's what, hey, that's why we watch. That's, that's why we exactly play the game, why right? we watch. And we had a lot go on. This week, uh, you know, of course, we'll start off recapping what happened since the last time we were here. Uh, so Saturday, the Saturday games, February 27th, Georgia Tech gets a win over Ooh. Syracuse, 84-77. Georgia Tech, who I think is probably the hottest team in the ACC right now. I mean, you know. They are. And we'll, they talk, are. And we'll, we'll talk more about it as we go on into the week. But, yeah, I mean. Moses Wright, and I got just awesome. Thirty-one points, thirty-one yeah. points. Uh, but Moses Wright, he is tearing it up. Um, I mean, he's a man amongst bullies right now, um, playing down low. So it, it, he's he's so impressive. Um, and I will say, I call Georgia. I've been calling Georgia Tech all year. Well, we um, are. We both have the radar. Yeah, you've been on more of the Clemson wagon, which you're right on Clemson too. I've been just Georgia, as much on the Georgia Tech wagon because I, I the, the thing, everything. The thing, the thing I said about Georgia Tech, and this was like a couple weeks ago. There's only so many moral wins you can get. You need to start putting W's on the board. It's not, and they did, and they have, and they have. And they listen. You know, they listen to me. They listen. The face, the guy, the coach with the face mask and everything. He listens to me. I mean. <laughs> John Passman did not yeah. care for that guy. 
But well, you can't take away. You can't take away from what he's done with that team, though. Absolutely not. I mean, you know, <laughs> talking about coach of the year. I mean, he's done a great job with that team. Um, I mean, he's got Moses Wright um, and Jose Alvarado yeah. on there, but he, he's done a good job, and they're producing for him. So they're a fun team to watch. But yeah, and, and Syracuse. We keep talking about Syracuse. Man, up and down, up and down. Um, yo-yo, they got so, the yo-yo just like Carolina. Yeah, big time yo-yo. Uh, but played well, and uh, but just couldn't get through Georgia Tech. Chris, did you get a chance to watch that game? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was gonna if there was a segment, I call I I would call uh, the Yellow Jackets the team of the week. You know, in terms of what yeah. they've, yeah. they've done starting on Saturday. Yeah. You know, um, and and you guys talked on the show the last few weeks about moral wins for them. I mean, look, they gave. They gave us, UVA, everything we could handle both games. You know, you can yep. make an argument that, you know, if they win one of those, they have a much different tale that you're talking about how they're not flying under the radar. But um, we were just able to, to eke it out in the end. But they had they they had us on the ropes twice. Um, so that's that's a good ball club. Yeah, they're... And it's looking like they're learning how to win now. So yeah, that's, that's, I mean, they've taken... they turn a corner. That's why you don't want to play a team like Georgia Tech right now because no. those more wins have come in. But now they know how to win. They know how to put these teams away. And, and, and they are peaking at just the right time. You peak at this time of the year going into tournament time, going into March, you're peaking at the right time. I mean, I, you got, you better watch out for Georgia. And I'm not getting off the Clemson bandwagon. We're going to talk about Clemson right now. Clemson gets a oh, win. still playing a ball. Clemson gets a win over Miami, sixty-six to fifty-eight. Uh, but yeah, I mean Clemson, just like we talked, two COVID stops, and yeah. to come back, you know, I, I and I listened to Clemson's coach talk the other day about how he learned from the first one, coming off the first one, the second time he knew he was a little more prepared how to how to get his team ready after that second one to get, to get their fresh legs and, and stuff like that. And Clemson, one of the things you talk about with Clemson, that their defense is so stifling. And that defense is coming back into effect now. And that's that's why Clemson is winning these games because their defense is just playing incredible right now. And they, they get a, the big win over Miami, 66-58. But, you know, what TV is, is Clemson the new Virginia? You know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we won't go that far, will we? I won't go that far yet, but you know, we we've got a way. They got a way to go. We are the reigning, the reigning, and the defending national champion. So, yeah. you know, absolutely. So, I, I wouldn't be too quick to crown them. And and of course, you know, we've we've had our moments this season, but probably one of the best, the two best games we played. One was against Clemson, of course, and one was against North Carolina. Which I missed that show, Stevie. You didn't invite me back on that week. Um, <laughs> but, uh, look, you know those those two games. So, but I mean, look, Clemson. There's no doubt about it. They've shown flashes. Yeah, yeah, and you know, there, you asked Billy what I said about the Carolina Virginia game. What did I say, Billy? How how was that going to go? It was not going to go well for Carolina, and it did not. Yeah, go no, well. yeah, it did not did. go well for Carolina. Uh, so I'm not, <laughs> you, you're not going to get me on that one. Uh, I'm not like Billy and, you know, be something like that. Let's move on to the next game. Let's move on to the next thing. Boston College, new coach, 
getting some of their players back, and they put 94 on Notre Dame. 94. And, I, I mean, mean, yeah, shocking. You you wouldn't think. And I don't know if Boston College had scored 94 points in two games, but then they put 94 <laughs> on the board against – against uh, Notre Dame. And Notre Dame, I mean, Billy, did we not put the kiss of death on them? We were we just really talking did. about how, I, I mean, how, how hot they so were bad. and how they would come along. They could they could hit the threes. And, yeah, but and another thing, too, you put 90, you, you scored 90 points, you're supposed to win. Yeah, like, not like they weren't scoring. They yeah. couldn't defend. So, yeah, ever since they lost that, uh, you know, blew that lead in Syracuse, they were just downhill. A downhill, but I mean, 90 points, but you would think that would get you a win. Uh, Benelli gets his first win as the new head, interim head coach for, um, for, uh, for Boston College. So, uh, Notre Dame goes down again. Uh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, Boston College, I, I listened to an interview with one of their players the other day, and I guess it was a little bit more emotion because it was like their first game back for so long and it also happened to be senior night which they had a they had a walk-on come on that was starting he was a senior he was a walk-on though and came out and hit a three early in the game and they said that that just made them you know gave more more excitement said there you know the guy said we're not losing this game after he hits that three but 94 points like i said boston college didn't, didn't really score a whole lot, but to put almost a hundred on the board, yeah, something was hey, up that day. Not their season, but it was their night. Uh, yeah, that night. So yeah, that was got that win. You know, that was a good way for their seniors to go out to get a big win like that. After, and you know, one of the things hearing some of the players talk too, they really didn't know how to react to to the <laughs> win because they hadn't won in so long. He was serious. We hadn't won in yeah. so long. We didn't really know what to do, and uh, you know, that's pretty bad there. That she. Forget what to do when you win. But, yeah, Boston College gets the win over Notre Dame. And then this game, Virginia Tech and Wake Forest, 84-46. to 38 points. The biggest win in Virginia Tech history. I mean, <laughs> what about Aluma? What do you think about him, Billy? I mean, I got. I think he's definitely in the conversation for for play of the year in the conference. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Luma come over with their head coach? And wasn't he playing? Um, was it Walker um, and transfer over? I think you're right, but I may. I'm gonna have to check. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but, what? A, I mean, what a great story. Um, I mean, the guy was really kind of under the radar as a player. You know, makes that jump over and just has exploded. Um, but I love watching him play. I mean, I think his coming out party was against Virginia. Sorry, Chris. But uh, um, he played out of his mind. Yeah. Um, and ever since then, I mean, I think he's been on everyone's radar. I, I mean, we said last week this was a good game for Virginia Tech to get off the slide. Uh, that they were on. You're right. And, <laughs> you uh, that you one, know, Stevie. Wake Forest, what, I mean, this, this team is a train wreck right now. Um, you know, I think they're just going through the motions right now, bud. You know, scoring 46 points, getting beat by 38. And and earlier that week, they only put 39 on Clemson and got beat by 21. So, I think Danny Manning's feeling right now pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I think Danny Manning's like, told you so. Told you on me. But, uh, you know, 
What do you think oh, about sorry. Virginia Tech, Chris? I mean, I know that's that's your guys' natural rival there. But what do you think about Virginia Tech now? You know, they obviously they came in and they they whooped up on us. Um, I, I didn't realize until I watched the game how dynamic of a player Aluma could be. Um, but I also didn't realize until that game how <laughs> perhaps fragile our interior defense was, uh, which has been kind of a story since that game. But yeah, I mean, you're right, Stevie. I mean, that is our rival. I'm, I'm probably, my, my mouth won't allow me to say good things about Virginia Tech, but <laughs> they, they, I will say that they are, you know, as a basketball fan, not as a tech fan, they are a fun team to watch. You know, they've had, they, they just got, uh, you know, that, I think when, last time I was on, they had a suspended player, Radford, who's now back with the team and seems like since he's been, you know, reintegrated, to their rotation that has helped them offensively in a big way. So, um, you know, their coach is good. They've, they've given us trouble last few times we played them, but again, it's one of those rivalry games. So, uh, I, for the last few years, I'll say they, they've been kind of on the rise. And, uh, again, the coaching decisions matter and getting, uh, Mike Young from Wofford obviously was the right, uh, the right choice for them. So they're they're a good they're a good squad. Uh, solid, you know, solid in the top half of the ACC for sure. At this point, I mean, would you guys say Mike Young is definitely a really good candidate for coach of the year? I would think so. I don't think so. I mean, who thought he was going? I mean, is this his first or second season? First, second, second, second. Yeah, second. He's, he's been there two years. I mean, that's now. a pretty quick. Um, that's a pretty quick turnaround. He's pretty yeah, pretty done. It is. Um, I mean, we, they weren't a disaster when he came in there by any means, but, um, but he's really shown, um, some things and the talent, you know, I mean, just getting the transfer in Aluma coming over and I mean, I think his name definitely needs to be in the running. Yeah. So I, I hope we can, uh, get see him play this week, uh, cause now they had a COVID issue. So that, you know, Virginia Tech, yeah, last two games were canceled, Louisville yeah. and now State game Saturday. So our season, regular season is over with the Wolfpack. Um, so Virginia Tech dealing with that. And how would that impact them going into to the ACC tournament? Yeah. Who knows, right? So, um, well, this, is their, this is their second is this their second stop because of COVID? I think so. Okay, yeah. so, yeah. so let's yeah. move on. Florida State. I know you want to talk about this. Yeah, Florida State yeah. comes into <laughs> Chapel Hill and uh, I was watching, you know, do a little Twitter while I'm watching the game and well before the game you know first time Carolina has had fans in in the Dean Dome and booing the Florida State players as they come on the court and of course they said the Florida State players seem to enjoy it and you know it came out and granted with by all means they they should be a little cocky and arrogant they come out playing their game and you know, forcing turnovers, playing great defense, and next thing you know, Carolina's down 16. And 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 let me tell you, that first half between the turnovers and every it seemed like every time Carolina came down the court, we were throwing up threes and couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. And I'm like, hold on, wait a minute, we've got all these big guys, in which uh, we had some foul trouble, but you got these big guys on the inside. Why aren't we like? driving the lane and and trying to do that and then open up the outside you know 
with all these big guys. We got one, you know, pretty good weapons on the inside. And second half, you know, we're down. I think we made a little run at the end of the first half to cut it to 12. Then come out, and I'm like, you know, this isn't going to be pretty. And next thing I know, it's a four-point game, and then Carolina takes the lead. Uh, what about Kessler? I mean, to, is this his coming out party? I mean, it's, it's taken him a while, but is this his coming out party against Florida State? Uh, 20 points and pretty much perfect for the field. But, man, he made some great play. A, dry, a seven-footer driving yeah. to the basket like he did. He made a move on a guy. Uh, but, yeah, the, whole, the second half, I'm not sure if Florida State scored maybe 20 points the second half. And Carolina just pulled ahead and, and hung on to win 78-70. But is this Kessler's coming out party? i tell you what, he, he he makes me a little nervous to have to deal with him, um, being, being, him being just a freshman. He looked great. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd say absolutely it's a step in the right direction because, you know, you see the potential in him from that game. So, uh, yeah, for the other teams playing against him, he's going to be a challenge. He looked great. Yeah, yeah. I would say Stevie, and the game you know that UNC played UVA, that was maybe the only bright spot they had. I mean, I, right? You you noticed them, you noticed them in that UVA game, and said, "Oh, you know, UNC's got something with this with this kid." Um, and he's, I mean, he's really skilled in the post. But you're right. I mean, I think the issue for North Carolina is does their shooting, you know. <laughs> How, how can they get some more consistent shooting? That was an interesting game because neither team shot well from three. No. There were not very many threes. It was all one on the inside, um, which I guess, is, I mean, you know, we've talked about that. that that's kind of an obvious obvious formula for UNC. They just kind of fall in love with the three, but they don't shoot it that well. And, and, and believe this so. or not, this was the first time ever that Carolina had four double-digit scores that were all freshmen. Wow. Yeah, I mean that that's that's a young team, but also we have to we have to talk about uh, Roy Williams getting his 900th win. He's the fastest fastest coach to get to 900. Did it faster than than Shashevsky. Did it faster than uh, Bobby Knight or any of those. But uh, also, uh, it was a quality win for Carolina. I think this puts Carolina. On the right side of the bubble, uh, for yeah, right now, I think so. for right now, they got a quality win. You know, a quad one win, and Carolina's two and six against quad one teams this year. So that's that was big to go one, one and six instead of you know be two and six instead of it, one and six, and you know that it was enormous. Yeah, it was yeah, a big win I for mean, them. They they and, you lose that game. Just think about it. if you lose that game. And so you happen to lose the game against Duke. They're in trouble, ain't they? Yeah. And, I mean, they have much, to have so. a really good tournament. So, but, you know, they win that game. So, I mean, I, I think that really, I agree with you. I think it, it puts them pretty solid in the tournament. That was, a, that was a huge win to get. And I give them all credit. I mean, Carolina hasn't been a great team to make comebacks. And um, they did. I mean, they, they showed um, some some real heart in that game. So I think that we're always been begging of them <laughs> all season. Um, yeah. But you saw it that game and, uh, you know, good for them. So, you know, maybe, and I don't know, but here we is go. Is it possible Roy just threw that Marquette game so he could Here get the 900 win this way? Yeah, you know, sure. This is definitely more exciting. 
I'm sure he just <laughs> knew he was going to beat Florida State. You know, yeah, that's why he threw the Marquette game. Well, they were. He got you guys. Well, yeah, as you guys know, I I have a I uh, appreciate greatness, and when you think about Roy Williams' career record as a coach, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. You know, in terms of the number of games and how many yeah. of them, you know, um, and and I remember growing up and watching him in Kansas and everything, and watching watching him here. I feel like he was maybe a little bit more likable in Kansas than he is in this particular <laughs> role now, but but um, you know, you you really have to give him some uh, huge props for yeah. the career he's had and what he's able to do. I'm sure Billy liked him more when he was at Kansas. <laughs> Listen, I said again, we did the show. I like Roy just fine. I really do. So, um, so I, 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 I throw, I throw my love Roy's way occasionally. So, no, no, no dislike against Roy. Okay. <laughs> so good for him. So let's go to the nightcap Saturday night. Louisville and Duke at Cameron, and this was a game that me and you, Ooh. Billy, both thought, both thought that that Duke was going to take. You know, but Duke was on a roll. Possibly at that time, what we said was the hottest team in the ACC, playing better without Jalen Johnson. But, man, Louisville, after, since Carolina put the throwdown on them, they have been playing good basketball. As much as we do not like some of the things Louisville does or says, uh, you know, this was a classic game here. You know, what about Hurt? 37 points in a losing effort. I mean, that's that's. That's tough. And, you know, Louisville had control of the game pretty much. You know, they'd build a lead. Duke would Duke would cut into it. Then, of course, Duke cuts into it, sends it into overtime. Um, and, and Louisville pulls away in overtime. But, yeah, I mean, Hurts has got to be up there for, for player of the year as well. He's been on the uh, He is. He's had he's got really hot last few games, and, and I would say I mean I was pulling my hair out when we played him because you know when he when he's out there he doesn't look like he has a lot of space, but he's got the length and he was just shooting yeah. over people and I think you know and you, you watch him and you just think that okay that one's going in going in and he was just on fire the last few games but especially you know last Saturday night no question about it. He was yep. the best player on the court. He just was on the best team on the court that night. Yeah, that didn't. Yeah, I mean, you got Carly Jones with twenty-five points on the other side. But I mean, another good. I mean, they eluded an effort by Dick on that one, but a good game. I mean, they took a little bit of overtime. A little yeah. bit of a really good basketball team. Um, I mean, you can't say they didn't play. They played a good game, uh, but came out on the losing end on that one. So tough loss. Yeah. I mean, that one that really kind of that that really almost closes the door, but. You know that I think the door gets shut. A little let bit me later. let me tell you this, and and we talked about this <laughs> last week, and you remember me saying this last week. The there will be a way because it's Coach K and it's Duke that they'll still be up for the conversation no matter what for NCAA tournament. And I was watching the ACC Network, and I forget this Hancock that went to Louisville. That's uh, one of the guys that does a sh- he's part of a show up there. And they asked him the same question about Duke. He said, if this really, if this is any other team but Duke, if we're talking about like a Clemson or Georgia Tech with the record that Duke has, we're not even having I'm, this conversation. Nope. And it's the truth. I mean, 
You don't go by, and it's what's wrong with it is you don't. And yeah, people will say you're biased because you you dislike Duke. Yeah, I do dislike Duke, but the fact that you're going to base a team getting in the tournament on reputation from the past and not for what they're doing this year is totally wrong. Just because Coach K's there, and he yeah he's a legendary coach, and Duke's got a a, a great history of great teams. It's not about what Danny Ferry did. It's not about what Christian Leitner did. It's now, Stevie, now, Stevie, now, you don't think Carolina gets a little love and a little nudge if things are close for the now that may, Now, look, let me ask you this. Let me tell you, and I'll say this as a Carolina fan. When Dean Smith was there, I would say, yeah, but when did Carolina have to have that nudge? They, they, it's been the last few years. They need a little bit of nudge. Did they get there? Remember last year? I don't think they, they got in the tournament. No, they, no so. doubt about it. Last two years, they didn't deserve to be in the tournament. Have they ever? The only times Carolina's had teams that weren't deserving of the tournament, Matt Doherty was there. Remember that year? Yeah, but that wasn't close. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't even close. close. <laughs> Carolina hasn't had a team. It's either been no doubt about it. They need to be in there. Or no question about it, they don't need to be in there. It's never I think been any one story program is going to get a little bit of nudge. They they just are, but, you know. But um, I don't care if it's Carolina, Duke. I don't care if it's uh, Michigan, Michigan State, who's on the bubble right now. You you need to go by what they're doing this year. Don't give them. I agree. Don't give them that nudge up just because. Uh, oh yeah, that's a, such a story tradition. They need to be in the tournament. No, I mean, go by what they've done this year. And if Carolina doesn't make it this, if Carolina doesn't beat Duke and doesn't make a run in tournament, they may not be there. Do I think they deserve to be there? No, they've had an up and down year. If they lose to Duke, there's a possibility they won't be there. Uh, but you know, Duke needs it worse than Carolina does right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they do. But Duke. Comes out on the short end of the stick, eighty to seventy-three of Louisville puts a real hurt on their chances. And I go back, and I'll go back to it, and I'll say it over and over again. The biggest mistake Duke's made, and you don't talk about it as much as you do the speed dating for some reason, but maybe because you used to be a Duke fan. <laughs> it was so early in the season, but I totally agree with you about it. Is the biggest mistake Duke made was canceling their non-conference schedule. I totally agree with you. So, I, I will pile on them for that, and I think that. I think it bites them. So. Yeah, I mean, you go from you you criticize the team that tries to play more games, but you don't hey, criticize the team that that I will, I'm happy to criticize them for that, that did went away I, with I, I do. that did away with a lot of games. Anyway, we're moving on. Sunday's games, Sunday only game, NC State. Turning over to Billy here. <laughs> yeah, and this was this was interesting to me. I watched this game, especially. Oh, I watched. The first half, and I listened to part of the second half on the radio. This was the game that we we talked about last week. And I told Billy that coming off the win over Virginia, a young team like State, how would they handle the next game? Would this be one of those games where they'd have emotional letdown? They're still on cloud nine after upsetting Virginia at Virginia. How would they handle it? Well, State comes out pretty good, builds a big lead. A ten point lead, I believe, at the half, and yep. I cut it all. You know, I would, I had to go to get some stuff for supper, 
when I come back, I cut it back on near the end of the game, and State shooting free throws only up by like four or five points. Um, but yeah, I think State handled it well. Pitt is a team that's struggling right now, but State let them back in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think State Thank handled you. handled. They did. They didn't do what we talked about. They they didn't have a letdown against a team they know they should beat in Pitt. The way State's playing, they should beat Pitt. So yeah, they, I, absolutely. You know, you're going into that game with, you know, the big news, you know, with Xavier leaving and the other star player who's been hurt anyway. So, I mean, the announcers are going on the whole game, how they're missing 20% of their score with the two players. But the other guy had him playing, and I don't know when, because he's been hurt. He wasn't been playing that night. So, basically, they lost Xavier, which is a hit for them for sure. Oh, yeah. And, and they had a really tough week. You know, I, I give Pitt credit. I mean, they came out and played hard. Um, I mean, it, it was no, no gimme by any means, but so to state. So, you know, that kind of, I have that same concern, Steve. <laughs> um, you know, but they still came out sharp. I mean, the fourth win in a row, uh, it's not something I see happen a lot with State. Yeah, Chris has experienced that with Virginia much more than I have with State. <laughs> uh, so it was so great to see the fourth win. But, I mean, even more than that, just the confidence they played with. And even when Pitt kind of came back, um, you know, they, they really hung in there. Uh, towards the end, Cam Hayes, you know, had a, a, a Pretty pretty rough turnover. They put us in a little bit of bad position. Um, yeah. But in the game, he's hitting the clutch free throws. Nails them both. And that was a big um, thing so, for them too. Was hitting the free throws at the end. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. They were they they were really good on the line. I think that's what really clinched it. it you know, funny enough, it's almost what cost us to get Notre Dame uh, last night. But um, it, it clinched us. Uh, clinched that game for us. You know, you mentioned before we saw those two technicals on Champagne. Uh, man, yeah. Pitt's got, I, you know, I'd need to love to look this up, but Pitt's got to have the most technicals than any team in the ACC. So it's the two times I've seen Pitt, I think it's been a total of four, maybe five technicals on, on Pitt in two right. games. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot. Um, but I, I would definitely have to argue that Champagne did get one for hanging on the rim. I thought was ridiculous. Um, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know. I thought they got a little carried away with that. Um, the other one, he must have said something really rough on the free throw line. Yeah, and he, like you said before, he was yelling back and forth. And I'm not so sure. I think we well, talked about the last game they played State. Yeah. Him and Hellams were having words. Him and Hellams. And yeah, I think, him and Hellams have a real issue with each other. I think this was a continuation of that. Um, I do. But, you know, let me ask you this. Is, is there, and Chris, you may know if Billy does it, because I'm not sure, but I know they were harping on it a lot. Is there not a a rule that if you get two technicals in a game, you're ejected? So yeah, they explained it. So one is a unsports like a I guess it's unsportsmanlike. The other one's like a a different class of technicals. Oh, so the they one got classes in one sports, time. right? So like the dunk was like an infraction thing. It wasn't a sportsmanship. So. Because that's what the announcer said in the middle of the game. He's like, well, he just had two technicals. He's gone. And then after commercial, Champagne is still out there. He's like, well, actually, I guess it's because he had the same thought, too. And he's right. like, well, apparently there's two heights of technicals you can get. Um, so he, he did because the other was in an unfortunate like he got to stay in the game, which would have been a shame. I didn't want to see the guy go out in the game like that. Yeah. Um, let, me, let me ask you something. And, Chris, you tell me, too, if, when you played, if you played. Did you ever get a technical on you in a game, Billy or Chris? I've had technicals, yeah. You've had <laughs> <In my house. laughs> 
what what class was yours in, Billy? What I want to know what class yours would be. In. I would have been an unsportsmanlike, so that would have been. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, apparently referees don't yeah. like when you question them. Um, yeah, I'd be in the same. I'd be in the same in the same boat as Billy. I I did get teed up a few times for uh, expressing displeasure with the referees. I got teed up. Uh, I got teed up. I got teed up once. <laughs> I, I got my senior year. I've made a what I felt like was a great defensive recovery on the baseline and set up for a charge. And uh, it's it, so much that the referee, I saw the referee make the call, and he was already putting his head, hand behind his head. I started clapping like, yeah, 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 because, you know, it was a big thing to get a charge call. And just like that, he changed. He moved his his arm back and cut, and went down to call the blocking. And uh, when I, I was like, well, are you freaking serious? And I may not have said freaking, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that was, I got teed up. That was, I think I had like, I don't know, you probably remember, Billy. I, it was Pungo at home. I think I had four fouls in like a quarter. And I usually, you know, we came, me and Billy were the first two off the bench. So when we came in, it was like, no big deal. Okay, he's got four fouls in like a quarter. Well, no big deal. No big <laughs> deal with him. We just let him foul out. But, uh, yeah, that was the only time I remember getting teed up. I, did, I, did. I can't believe you only had one speed. I'm, I'm surprised. I was, pretty a, mild, I was pretty mild-mannered for compared to what I am as a coach now. But um, <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, any tacticals as a coach? I don't get tacticals on the football field. I have got, no, no penalties on football. I yeah, football. Had, now, I did have one. I have had one. I've been coaching 11 years. I have one. And that was because I told the – I did the old classic – and you'd be proud of me on this one. I did the old classic. I bet you forgot to bring your flag tonight. You hadn't even pulled it out all night. And guess what? The first thing he did, <laughs> he started reaching down in his pocket and pulled it out and looked at me 15 yards on the sport. I said, now that you know where it's at, I said, how about calling some both ways? <laughs> so I was proud of myself that night. I, and I looked at the players. I said, that's my fault. Move on. So stay yeah, good timing for those flags. Yeah, yeah, they get the win and keep the momentum flowing. So, uh, okay. And this is from a guy that was all but give up on state last week. Oh, we ain't got a chance. We, 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 well, I we, listen, the numbers do not, I mean, we, it's still a long shot to make the tournament. But you're right. Hey, you talked me off the ledge a little bit, Stevie. You know, you kept the fate. So, I'm going to try to keep holding the fate. 83 is all I got to say. 83. You never right. know what might happen. Survive in advance. So. <laughs> First four-game win streak since 2008, February of 2018 for State. And the 12, well, listen to this now, 12 straight wins versus Pitt. Yeah. Uh, hey, at least there's one team we can beat, right? I like, the, I like the question they asked on the ACC Network the other morning on, on Pack and Durham. What will happen first? State loses to Pitt in basketball or State doesn't win the ACC Wrestling Championship? <laughs> Ooh, That's that was a know. good one. I was like, "That's a good one there." But you know, uh, twelve in a row—that's that's just dominance over a team there. Let's go to Monday. We'll get Chris Chris back on the slide in here. Um, and we talked about this last week too, Billy, with Virginia coming off the loss of state. 
What a perfect comeback game when you're playing Miami. You could either pencil in perfect comeback way to get off the slide, either Miami or Wake Forest. Uh, Virginia gets Miami. And a game that I watched a little bit of, and Chris, I don't know what you thought, but, you know, they go on a 12-0 run to pull ahead. And then it looked like Virginia really didn't play their best. They still looked sloppy at times. I know one time coming mm-hmm. out of the court, you have you have numbers. You have like a three-on-one, and you have a guy that kicks it back out. To He's, he's trying to lead the guy in, and he makes a terrible pass that kicks the guy back out to a three-pointer. And he misses, and you know, but that happens a lot in basketball these days. But did you did you feel a little bit better about Virginia? Or did it was it just me, or did it look a little sloppy after they got that lead? Um, no, you're you're right on. It was I was going to say sloppy, uh, especially in the second half for for us. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I mean, as I kind of alluded to in that three game skid we had, you know, I kind of throw the Florida State game out. I mean, I don't know that anybody would have beat Florida State that night. No. The Duke game, I thought we played okay. You know, it just just didn't execute on stretch. And then NC State came out and just knocked us in the mouth, and we couldn't get going. And, you know, to a certain extent, in the first half at times, Miami was kind of blowing us down low, too. Um, now, the, the saving grace for us is Miami cannot shoot at all. <laughs> yeah. um, they, they have absolutely no outside presence. But you're right. I mean, there were some passes and decisions that were being made by, you know, a guy like Kihei Clark, who I trust, <laughs> uh, in a lot of situations during that game where I was thinking, you know, what are you doing? You're trying to make, you know, you're threading the needle on passes. Um, that's not Tony Bennett's system. Making the smart play is. And, you know, you mentioned transition. Obviously, for us, that's not a big part of our game, right? Getting out right. and, and and running, um, you know, Sam Hauser bailed us out with some sharpshooting there at the end. Uh, but yeah, the second half particularly, Stevie was not, not a, not basketball at its finest. We actually, we needed a lift from our bench in the game. And I think we've, you know, that's something that Tony, we've, we've been a little short last couple games, but we, we had our full complement of players. And I think that showed because they gave us a little bit of burst from that, that second unit. Um, that we that we've been lacking. So again, happy to get a win. Certainly, um, right. but we still got some things to to work out. So um, and again, with it being over Miami, they were on the skit. Did just happen to be that night. But I'd like us, you know, especially coming up with Louisville next and in the tournament. I'd like us to be a little bit more secure with the ball <laughs> on the on the turnover front. What I mean, yeah. if, I don't know if you know or not. What was the deal with two of your starters? Sitting the bench for the first uh, uh, the first part of the game, Huff uh, uh, senior night, senior night, okay, senior night. Yeah, it was a senior night thing, and, and they they were able to get him back in at the end. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was so part no, of the issue nothing there. nothing else going on there. A lot of people no. were talking about Bennett was trying to send a message to some of them, but yeah, I didn't even think about senior night. Um, all right, so Virginia gets off the slide. Uh-huh. Hopefully they get back well, on their before way. Before we go on, I got a question. So, Chris, with Clark, have you? He seems like he just doesn't seem like himself the last few games. Is that me, or he just doesn't seem as confident, as crisp as he as he has in the past? It, um, and I, I mean, I, I think that's been a real impact. I, I mean, do you, is that just me seeing that, or do you think that's the case as well? 
Well, no, I mean, with you know human nature, of course, the 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 beauty of the the Virginia system is predicated on the fact that you're you're winning and you're playing yeah. slow pace and deliberate sharing basketball. You know, like take the NC State game. We're down what thirteen before the first TV timeout. I mean, we were just getting blown away. And you know, Kihei in those in those situations, I think, starts to press a little bit. You know, hmm. and, and look, the guy yeah. is five nine. He does some amazing yeah. things with the basketball. Yeah. But when you're driving in the lane and there's three guys there, I don't uh, care who you are. That's not going to end well for you. No. You know what? And so for him, the the key really is he's driving to pass when he. You know, yeah. he, he will get hot in some of those scenarios, but that's where, you know, I feel like he gets either caught in the air and he's like, oh, uh, you know, Manny Bates is in my face. I'm not, that's not going to work for me. Um, and a little bit out of control. And so that, that happened at the beginning of the year and, and Bennett benched him for a couple games and then he mm. came back and was much more steady. Uh, but I think that was part of the reason for the losing streak, Billy, is, yeah, his his play was a little bit erratic, and that's again yeah. not that's not how that's not what our system's built on. Taking care of the well, ball, sharing. So the Duke game, you know, I, I mentioned last week. You know, he he had the ball in his hand with what about nine seconds to go. I mean, he's the guy you want to have the ball in his hand, and I mean, he kind of misdribbled it, cost a couple of seconds, and just I mean, it's a busted play. And I mean, that was yeah. so unlike him. Um, it just. Uh, I mean, again, the issue. I I was. I I heard you say that about having the ball in his hands, and I I would almost disagree with nine seconds because he's not really a guy who can get his own shot. I'd rather have the ball as some you know a Hauser, you know, somebody who can actually get it up over somebody potentially. What was happening? Yeah, but he get down court. He beat it really quick. Act. Yeah. Right, but we just we, it didn't come together for whatever reason on that particular yeah. play. And, you know, I think what, what I saw happen was Kia kind of like looked up to maybe see what the clock was and lost the handle and right. then there was really nothing to do. But at nine seconds, you know, for us, we, we like to have set plays. And when you're on the Good run point. like that at the end of the game, it's a little bit Not more difficult. Game. So that, again, that, that sort of situation doesn't necessarily end well for us. Right. You know, that's, that, that's not really where we excel. So uh, I, I would think we have 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I think we've been in everybody. Yeah, I think everybody was would have been expected. But I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I would have rather because Kihei again, things have to go really well for him to, for him to get a shot just because of the yeah. size. And in that sense. situation, and whatever reason, there was no spacing either. Like I, I feel like Huff was down low, but we still had two guys within probably six feet of Kihei, and so there was yeah. it was all jammed up, and so we had no space. Yeah. When you're a little guy in no space, <laughs> you, you, you have not have many options, especially when the clock's running out. <laughs> That's for sure, though. So, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yep. So, Virginia gets the win over Miami. So, snaps the snaps their little skid. Moving on. <coughs> excuse me. Syracuse. Syracuse in North Carolina. And Carolina coming off that big win over Florida State. And maybe... Looking, still living up a little too much over that win. Two days later, going to Syracuse, but man, Buddy Boheim, Boheim, whatever, he is—he just got on fire. Twenty-six points, and this was a game of runs. Carolina comes out, and it's eleven to two, and you're like, Carolina's going to run away with this game. And then next thing you know, it's eleven to ten, 
There's another run, and I mean, it's it's a strange game where you know it wasn't a back and forth like you score, I score, you score, I score. Syracuse, of course, has more runs than Carolina, and it builds a big lead at the half. And Carolina comes back, second half takes the lead. Syracuse gets another run, and, and Carolina narrows it down to where it's a uh, I think it was a double digit lead by Syracuse near the end of the game. Carolina. Gets within one possession as time runs yeah. out, and, and and you know just just typical Carolina this year, uh, a game that that you you could really use uh, that would really probably cement your chances in the NCAA tournament if you win, but you you blow it and you know lose by two to Syracuse, but the same thing that happens. A lot with Carolina, not just with Roy Williams, but even with Dean Smith. When they're playing a three-point, a guy that shoots threes and can hit threes, they have trouble for some reason defending it, and they always have. I've never understood why they couldn't get a hand in a three-point shooter's face. But yeah, Buddy Boheim with 26 points and just was the spark. I mean, I know one time he went in the lane, got fouled, and just threw up the ball. And it went in for a three-point play. So, I mean, I was like, the horseshoe. Yeah, was, he's got the horseshoe on his butt tonight for sure. But, uh, yeah. Well, I tell you what, they had 29 points the game before that. So, you know, if, if Roy didn't draw something to get in his face, I don't know why not. Um, because, you know, he's It's always been that way, though. I mean, <laughs> I'm just telling you, Dean Smith was, it's something about that system where we can't, we can't defend a three. I mean, if a guy gets on fire, it's like, well, and one time, after he hit two or three, he came down. There was nobody close to him. How does a guy like that get free? I mean, especially when he's hit two or three in a row. But, you know, Carolina. Well, I tell you what this tells us. Put the money on Carolina for the next game because they win, lose, win, lose. Yo, yo. <laughs> so uh, they're due for a big win against Duke, it looks like, uh, following this game. So I hope you're um, right. They'll probably bounce back. I hope you're right, but you know Carolina drops another one like the up and down all year. But uh, we'll see how it goes with with that big game against Duke to, to close the regular season. Let's go to Tuesday. Pitt and Wake Forest in a game of like who cares? Uh, you know, Pitt's Pitt's Pitt gets a, the win though. Pitt gets the win, <laughs> and you know just like yeah. we said before, you're not hearing that that talk from uh, Capel and, and Pitt about not wanting to play in the ACC tournament anymore because they need the ACC tournament. I'm not even sure if they would have to win the ACC tournament now, I think, to, to do Oh, yeah, anything. they absolutely have to win. Uh, I mean, they've it, dropped. I mean, they're, they're way low in the, in, in the conference now. But even, I mean, Sam Penny's constantly 20 points, 13 rebounds. Um, you know, I, you know, Packer Durham, I was watching that the other day, too, but they were talking about Sam Penny. He's so quiet. Yeah. You know, I mean, even the games when he's played state, I'm like, man, they've really shut down Champagne today. But then I look over there and he's got like 25 points, yeah. you know, 10 rebounds. I'm like, well, dang, we need to get all they that. really didn't shut um, him down. No, he gets hit. He, he, get, he gets his points every game. So he's consistent. And I, that's, you know, what I think is really great about Champagne. But, um, but yeah, one of those games, not overly exciting and um, wakes ready for the season to end and probably so it's it. Yeah, let me ask y'all, both of you this, and y'all both give me your opinions here. How hot is Capel's seat right now? Whew. Chris, you want to take it first? 
Uh, warm. I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, it's certainly warm, but I think that uh, that Duke charm that uh, we were talking about in terms of... Looking <laughs> what are you at, talking about? Tournament, <laughs> I, uh, I think that that will... Um, that will find its way to, to Capel and, and allow him to to stick around probably longer than he should. Um, but there's no question that if I was in the you know the pit administration, I'd be asking some questions. You know, we mentioned so what? some of the you know some of the the, the recent you know headlines around yeah. the program. See what's what's happening. Um, you know, I, I guess it's, is it is it possible that Champagne could leave to go to the NBA? Uh, you know, yeah. if I were him, I probably would. So the transfers and stuff to get say, okay, what's next, uh, Mr. Capel? Yeah, I, you know, and what's going on with his, I mean, look at, I think this is the third season where after he starts off hot. I mean, they start off great, and they just tank at the end of the season. I think it's the third year in a row. Yeah, it is. Now it's a pattern. (laughs) Uh, And that's not, that's not good. I will tell you this. And now players are leaving. I follow a lot of Pittsburgh uh, sports like the radio station, sports talk, and stuff like that because of the Steelers. And there's a lot of talk about just about what you just said, Billy. About three years in a row, Pitt has a meltdown at the end of the year under Capel. And, you know, now, just like you said, players are leaving. There's something going on there. Uh, maybe Capel needs to go back to being. To sit like the Cameron Crazy want to come sit with us. Uh, maybe we need to do that, but uh, you know, I don't know what it is. I I, I won't actually. Capel is Capel is one of the few Duke players I did like when yeah. I was there at Duke. I, I always liked Capel. He was tough. He was hard nosed, and he, he he you know he worked hard. Uh, I don't mind seeing a Duke player like that, uh, and and didn't say a whole lot either. You know, he was quiet. But, uh, yeah, I just don't know how much longer Pitts will put up with it. That Duke charm that you talk about, Chris, I know exactly what you're talking about, but sometimes I, I don't but think. They seem so close. You know, I mean, beginning of the year, I mean, we're talking, you know, they, they're they making a run for top conference. Yeah. And they seem so close to making that turn. And then they're getting, he's getting these great players in there. I mean, he's got Kenny, he had these guys, and. I mean, it looks like he's building a, an amazing program, and it's just and somewhat it's falling involved. apart. The kingdom is um, falling yeah, apart. Uh, so, you know, so you know, know. maybe there, a little a reason, There's a reason that it's picked. Okay, let's just <laughs> think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, that's true. All right. That's so the, the nightcap for Tuesday night was a great game. Uh, a very, very important game for. for both teams, and uh, yeah. man, Georgia Tech and Duke. Uh, Georgia Tech, great game. Georgia Tech just puts it, puts it out there. I mean, another overtime game for Duke, uh, but Georgia Tech pulls away. Moses uh, Wright. Uh, I mean, is there a hotter player in the league right now? I, no, that's a quick no. Um, again, uh, he he was a man amongst boys yeah. down there. He would he would take the ball right out of those two guys down low's hands and, and just dunk it right over them. Uh, it, it was it was impressive. Um, now, I, I mean, give I give Duke the credit on this game. They were done, um, and they they made a big run at the end to to, to tie it up to push it overtime. 
um, which I was, I was definitely impressed by that push they had. I tell you what, I, and I'm, I'm going to give them a hard time because um, I've, I've said good things about them most of the year, but Jose Alvarado for, for Georgia Tech, um, he, he wanted, he, I think he wanted to be the, 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 uh, the guy to win the game for him because they had the ball, uh, I think it was like 23 seconds, so they're, you know, we're in regulation. He's got the ball, they're running the clock down, and with about six seconds, he jacks up a three from NBA range. Played uh-huh. air ball goes right out of bounds. Uh, and I know, I know that's not what the coach drew up. I think he decided he was going to be the hero and drill that. Um, and, and that leaves six seconds on the clock for Duke to go down and potentially score. They didn't, but they had a clean looking three pointer to, to drill it to win the game. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know if he was thinking a senior night. This is my time to, you know, really be the hero. Um, but, you know, if I'd have been the coach, he'd probably been sitting beside me and start over time for a little bit. It, it was uh, it, it was it was a crazy shot. Uh, it almost cost them the game, but um, but Moose is right. Wow, unbelievable! And Billy, I would just say on that what you were talking about with Alvarado, I don't think that was. I, I didn't get the sense that that was a hero shot. That was a we don't have anything going on with a set shot. Like nobody, so there must have been some sort of miscommunication with his team. It was seconds on the clock, though. Right. It was it was a complete mistake. And, and yeah. I don't know what what happened, but it, it wasn't even close. You know, no. I, I don't think it, it hit even like ahead of the basket. So it wasn't it wasn't like a swagger shot. You know, I mean, we've right. seen that. I've seen that from Alvarado against us for sure. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I the thing that I like about him, Billy, is he didn't play particularly well all night in terms of no. scoring. No. But who made the key play under the basket in overtime to save the ball? You know, it was him. That dive? You know, he was that was beautiful. Him, yeah, the dive. Yeah, that was, was beautiful. Around, you know, that type of stuff. So, to me, that's that's a great player. You're not, you may not have it. You may not fill out the, you know, you might go score in double figures, but you're going to make those types of plays that help you win the game. And, yeah, you know, I, you he's a scrapper. He's a scrapper, and um, he plays hard. You're right. I feel bad for him because... It's his big night. He could, I think maybe he was trying too hard, but his shot was not going. He, it would not go for him. Um, it was all, all Moses right down low, but you know, he kept firing him. They kept not going. But I think maybe, yeah, maybe he just panicked and jacked it up. But I say what he made that you're right. He made that great play out of bounds. But did you, did you see the play where the loose ball and Moses right? I think the guy went across half the court with just a leap. And he, as he dove across the floor to grab it and, you know, be able to grab it and get possession and get a timeout. Um, or maybe it was a jump ball and they got to keep it. Did you see that play? It was amazing. Yeah. Um, and what a hustle play. I mean, the big man leaping across the, the gym, um, to, to grab a loose ball. Georgia Tech wanted it more and they played hard and they got it. I mean, and that's two plays that we just mentioned is why they won. I didn't see the two guys diving across the floor like the Georgia Tech guys were. It didn't hurt that Hurton went out with foul trouble. It know. did. It did. Yeah, that's a really good point. Although, I mean, he definitely wasn't having one of his best nights um, by any means. So, but yeah, it, it definitely uh, <laughs> that took away a scoring threat for sure um, when he went out. And what a cheap foul to get on. I don't know if you saw that foul call on him, but I think it was for a hook, maybe. 
Um, right. It was pretty weak. It was pretty weak. I mean, these are people would have got a technical for that. Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, you know, the officiating this year, ACC, ACC, I mean, we do have some pretty terrible officiating. Um, and, you know, some games I've seen, there's, some really, there's a couple of really good crews out there. They don't call everything. But some, they've got a few crews they see. They will call every every little thing, and it really messes with the flow of the game. And I don't want to see it on the other team. I mean, I, I did actually feel a little bad when he went out. I mean, that's, that's the I, I thought Steph was going to lose his mind, but he didn't. I'm sure somebody got fired after that. Uh, but, you know, with that play. But, yeah, it, it looked like a pretty weak foul to, you know, get your fifth. But that's the way it goes, I guess. So, we move on. Wednesday night. State Notre Dame. So, Billy, I'll let you take this. Yeah. So, you know, the momentum. So, I, not often I'm in a position, and I'm enjoying it, that we're going for a fifth straight win, especially when the season's gone. I mean, it, it started well, um, got a couple of injuries, COVID stops, came back, really struggled, seemed to get a little bit more momentum. Uh, Devin Daniels goes out with an injury. He's out the rest of the year. Um, we lose three straight after that. Our freshmen are turning the ball over. They can find no rhythm. We play Duke. Duke just walks all over us. We don't even look like we want to be in the same gym with them. The season looks like it's completely over. Um, I think at that point we're sitting like four and eight. And I, you know, and everybody's screaming for Keats. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what he did, but they're starting to click. And the freshmen have turned around and they got some confidence. And I think that's the big thing, the confidence. And now these freshmen are producing. And they're scoring, and they're playing hard, and you know, not turning the ball over. You know, we had two straight games with over 20 turnovers. You know, now it's single-digit turnovers, um, and really keeping the composure. So the Notre Dame, listen, Notre Dame has has gone up and down all year, um, but you know, going into Notre Dame and getting a win is not necessarily an easy win. Although we should come out there with it. Uh, but the state played great. I mean, they came up, they kept building that, you know, a good little ten-point lead. They give it up, um, they build it back up, they blow it uh, back and forth, back and forth. Um, but the story of the night is really the freshmen. Um, our, our three freshmen combined for 45 points um, out of all our 80 points um, for that game. So Cam Hayes uh, had his career high 20 points. Um, Darion Sebron um, and Chris, and you, and I, you mentioned that a little bit before, but this guy's 6'7", he's a guard. You know, he's really starting to come into his own. I, I saw glimpses throughout the year. Like, I, I keep saying he should be playing for Florida State because he's that, he's built like those guys. Like, super fast. He takes two, two steps and he's dunking it across the, you know, length of the court. Um, but now he's starting to find the shot. It's not turning over as much. It's passive or better. He's starting to click. Um, and, uh, more as well, the other freshmen. And the three of those guys are just, they, they seem like they have something really going. Um, and the other guys really stepped it up. Front of Burke, um, Days is still blocking shots. I don't know what's going on. I'm enjoying the ride. I hope it can continue a little bit longer. Uh, our, our game with Virginia Tech got canceled, so it's, it's over. It, regular season's over for the Wolfpack, uh, getting prepared for the tournament. So, um, fun game to watch. They did almost blow it. <laughs> um, free throws. You know, you taught, you gave credit for their free throws, uh, you know, against Pitt. They cannot make, they missed three, they had, I think, almost a 16-point lead, 
not like two minutes to go. And quickly that, that lead got down to four or five. Um, because we just three, four minutes of free throws, free throws. And then they went down and hit threes. So, but hung on, got the win, get out of there. Um, and, uh, you prepare for the ACC tournament coming up. Yeah. So, moving on, Syracuse and Clemson. And maybe we jumped on the Clemson bandwagon a little too quick. Syracuse, though, gets the win 64-54 to with Clemson. Yeah. Uh, maybe they've been reading too many of their press clippings and they just came out and laid an egg. But this is not what you want to see going into the – the ACC tournament with a team like Clemson. Uh, but Syracuse seems to be on a little bit of a roll now. Um, looks like uh, after that Georgia Tech. And, you know, you played a good Georgia Tech team and, and were within seven points of them. But Syracuse looks like they're on a little roll now. But do you guys you guys remember when Syracuse came into the ACC and how they were, this is going to really, really make the ACC even a bigger basketball conference because Syracuse, you know, basketball history there. Do you know what the record is since they've been in the ACC? Any no, idea, Billy? No. no, no idea. They're just slightly above 500. I think counting wow. the, two, count the two games this week, that would put them to 37 and 35. So, That's shocking. I, I I'm really surprised. Yeah, I mean, this is not, you know, and and one of the points they made on Packer and Durham the other day was uh, Syracuse. Who is who is their rival in the ACC? I mean, you look at everybody in the ACC pretty much has a rival right now. But who is their rival? When you think of Syracuse basketball, what's the first team you think of besides Syracuse? Georgetown. Georgetown, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You don't think of an ACC school. Uh, it's just like uh, Carolinas, Duke, State, Carolina. There's no natural rival in the ACC for, for Syracuse right now. I think the closest thing they got is Duke, but and that's just because Beheim and Krzyzewski. But, okay, moving on, Louisville at Virginia Tech, that gets canceled because of COVID. Um Florida State, <laughs> yeah, coming off that loss to Carolina, poor Boston College. They get their Boston College gets their first win, and uh, yeah, they get throttled by Florida State, ninety-three to sixty-four. Um, be that as it may, are we buying into Florida State being a serious contender going deep into the NCAA tournament this year? I don't, and I, and the Chris has got some thoughts in this. I, I just don't think they've been consistent enough, um, to be quite honest with you. Um, I mean, I think they, they're going to get on a roll, but they've definitely shown they can, the wheels can fall off when they're not hitting the threes if they're not clicking. Um, so, I mean, Georgia Tech beat them. Um, you know, they, I think they've got three losses in the ACC, so it, it can happen. Um, but I, on the flip side, they have the potential of making a serious run. I don't know. Uh, I mean, to be honest, Chris is going to love this, but I think they've got the best shot to make, you know, the most noise in the in, in the tournament. Yeah, I, I'm not going to deviate. I mean, except for the fact that I'll disagree with Billy to say absolutely they have a chance to make. <laughs> I mean, to me, to me, when I see this team, a they have a great coach. 
B, they have strong senior leadership. They're athletic. They're deep. I mean, so they they can beat you in a variety of ways, and that's what you need. They've got good good uh, strength inside and out. So yeah, it's, you know we've seen have they struggled at times, sure, but that's been very uh, very uh, rarely. So I would I would peg them as as you know one of those teams to absolutely watch. I mean, you know we heard it with with Tony Bennett all those years. Now I feel like it's time for Leonard Hamilton to. Get him some because that, that's a that's a really good basketball team. Well, it's hard hard to find a weakness for them. Well, I give Leonard Hamilton credit. I mean, you know, they they poured him. We kind of got shortchanged last year. They had a really good year last yeah, year, and it yeah. kind of just faded out. Sure. So he he's got himself right back in the same position. Um, so you know, I'm sure I'm sure he didn't want to get handed a trophy. Uh, they wanted to earn it, um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I give but, credit. Uh, it, I don't think there's a team out there like UNC picking who they want to play, but um, <laughs> you know, no, nobody. I can guarantee you, there's nobody Ooh. from Gonzaga on down that will want yeah. to face Florida State but, in no, the tournament yeah. because of all those things that that we all know and see in the ACC. That's mm. a complete. They're awesome. clicking. No one can beat them when they're clicking. Yeah, um, but you know what? You know what I'm reminded of with this team a little bit, though? Especially after the Carolina game. And, I mean, yeah, of course, you draw comparisons with a comeback win at Chapel Hill against uh, against Florida State. Do you remember, was it 93? Yeah, it was 93, 92 or 93, the team Florida State had. You had Charlie Ward, Sam Cassell, yeah. Rodney yeah. Dobard, Bob Sura, uh, Doug Edwards. I mean, yeah. you had talent up and down that just like you do now and I was I was reminded of how when things aren't going well and the wheels start falling off like Billy said how that Florida State team can 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 really fall apart that reminded me of that team I mean you had you've got so much talent I mean you look at you look at that Cassell Went on to be big with Houston Rockets. Sura yeah. had a great NBA career. Charlie Ward, great NBA career. You know, but you had so much talent on that team. But when when things didn't just and it just reminded me a little bit watching it in that second half against Carolina, when the wheels started coming off, Leonard Hamilton's over there looking like you know he's like Pat Kennedy used to look back with Florida State like wide-eyed and what do we do now and and the guys right there start to break away from what they were doing to get that big lead they start they start going back to playground ball and and it, it turning the ball over trying for threes when they didn't need to they could move it in the inside and even to a point where you could start moving the ball around a little bit not trying to really keep the score keep building the score up but moving the ball around and work some clock work for a good shot but it just reminded me a little bit of that at the Carolina game. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna be okay. I don't think they can compete for with a Gonzaga or or a Baylor this year. I mean, I think it's still they still got a few few years before they'll do that. Maybe next year they'll be able to compete with somebody like that. But uh, Leonard Hamilton, of course, makes the news again this week. He gets a five year extension with Florida State, which yeah. I think is well deserved. Uh, for yeah, him, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, 
So let's keep on rolling here. I think that was the last game for this week. Let's look at what's ahead. Not much ahead until we get to tournament ball, but we do have a few games, of course. Saturday's a big day. Of course, Billy Billy mentioned earlier that the state uh, Virginia Tech game has been canceled because of COVID. Uh, but we've got some, let's see, Boston College at Miami. That's one of those who-care games. Uh, <laughs> I think, Stevie, I think we can probably just accelerate to Saturday. I mean, when it comes to it, the two big games are oh, yeah. NBA and Louisville, and yeah. then Duke and UNC. Did it, yeah. Um, because, yeah. you know, not, not for just for tradition, but they actually they have an impact. Those are seem to me the only games that have an impact on the uh, – yeah, you know, the tournament well, seedings. Well, unless um, unless something strange happens and Wake Forest happens to right. upset Georgia Tech, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much the the two big ones there. We've we've got a full day on on Saturday, but the Virginia Louisville game. Let's let's start talking about that first. Um, Louisville's playing some good ball right now. Virginia comes off their skid with with a win against Miami. How big is this for both? I mean, I know it's bigger for Louisville. Virginia's pretty much, uh, they're in the NCAA tournament. And Louisville's probably got to to make a deep run to get in. How big is this? And, and one of the things we haven't talked about either, how big is this for Louisville with the chance at, at getting the double by in the tournament? Right. I mean, I would say yeah. like, as, a, as a Virginia fan, Obviously, I haven't seen us play great basketball for several weeks, especially a complete game, um, which we didn't, as I alluded to earlier, we didn't do that against Miami either. So for me, you know, again, quality opponent um, at, at their place, end of, the, end of the season, heading into the ACC and then the NCAA, I want to see us play well. So I, I think there's a lot on the line for us, for sure, to try and get that, get that rhythm back uh and there'll be some interesting matchups you know with the guard play certainly with with carlic jones we already mentioned and then and down low as well because we've struggled uh, on the interior for the last several weeks so i'll be watching to see again if we can put together a you know a full 40 minutes of basketball uh, against a good team on saturday so but you're right the double buy is huge yeah the double um, buy is like it the- seems to me i think that you know, like you said, unless something crazy happens and Florida State loses somehow to Notre Dame and we win and we would potentially be the number one seed, but I think we're pretty much solidly in the number two no matter what happens. Um, but that, I mean, there may be there may be something more valuable come tournament time than double by, but I'm still searching for it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's Dude, a big deal. I'm kind of torn. I'm kind of torn on it because... I look at a team like Georgia Tech. Let's say, and granted, a lot of things have to happen in front of them, plus them winning against Wake Forest for them to get uh, the part of the double bye with the, you know the top four seeds. I look at a team like Georgia Tech, who's on a roll right now. Let's say you take you're off. They get the double bye. You're off for a week, and granted, that time off. Helps a lot, but does it does it kind of hinder a team like Georgia Tech, who's got on so much of a roll, to be sitting for so long? Maybe. I mean, I you know, 
but I I still feel like at the end of the year, you know, a team like Georgia Tech hasn't made the tournament in all those all these years. Yes, um, got that you know got that squad clicking. Um, you, you'd rather have the time to prepare yeah. and go out there and execute, um, especially at, at this particular moment. But you're right. I mean, there's certainly something to be said for that. Uh, but what's, I but, mean, the double buy gets you what one extra day because I mean they play, you know. So they get um, two days without that, that the tournament's going on that they don't play. Right. But that's I mean, yeah. So that's a, a benefit. But with the double, I mean, definitely single buy the double buy, and it's nice. The benefit is you don't have to win as many games to make it further. Oh, well, that's it's true. Great. That's true. Uh, so, but but yeah, you're right. It can change the flow. Um, so, all right, well, who, who are we picking on the Louisville Virginia game? Chris, I know you got to go with your hoops. I think Chris probably yeah, wants I, us to pick I'm Louisville. I'm going to be squarely in that. <laughs> I, I, you I'm know, squarely in the UVA camp. All right, you know what, Chris? Because I like you, I'm going to pick Louisville. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't pick Virginia because uh, I, I know that would not work out well. Louisville's so, playing, playing better basketball right now, but... It's hard for me to pick against Tony Bennett in a big game like that. I think he'll have him prepared. But you know what? I'm going to do Chris. I'm going to yeah. do Chris a favor. I'm going to do Chris a favor. And I'll say Louisville because I don't want to jinx him. But I think this is a, a back-and-forth game. It's a real close game. But yeah. uh could go either way. I'll just say Louisville just because. Because I don't want to jinx Chris right now. But uh, <laughs> I would not be surprised if Virginia wins this game at all. Uh, I think it's you've you got that long to prepare to get Tony Bennett to prepare for Louisville. I think he's he's, and I think he I think the urgency is there for them for them as a team to to play well in this game going into the tournament as well. Uh, yeah. It's at Louisville, which is you know. Now that we're starting to get a little bit of the crowds in, I did hear there will no be no crowds at the ACC tournament. So, um, yeah, I think it's. I would just Wait, say no. This. I thought you could buy tickets for the ACC tournament. I thought I heard that. Yeah, you I think they changed something. They changed it. Some fans in. Okay. Good. Good. I, I might. I I might. Uh, I might be down there for the tournament if things go according to plan in my head. We'll see. Oh wow! Anyway, we need to, we need <laughs> to go get face. ahead. We need to go Facebook Live with Chris straight from the ACC tournament, Billy. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. Yeah. So, let's go to the nightcap, Duke at Carolina. Ooh, ah, that's always a good one. Apple Hill. And, of course, no, neither one ranked again like the, the first game of the year. But a lot on the line, uh, especially for yeah. Duke. Duke really needs to win this game to still – to still have a chance to get in the tournament. I'm not saying a win over Carolina because really when you look at it, a win over Carolina doesn't really, uh, as Billy would like to say, up your resume. Um, <laughs> right now at least. So, I don't know. I mean, Duke's playing really good ball right now. Carolina, like we said, they're yo-yo and they're up. They're due for the upside of that yo-yo but yeah, and it's senior night at Carolina. I think that'll be that'll that you know you have a crowd there, a little bit of a crowd there, and I I really think that had a lot to do with the Florida State game. That when they started coming back in that second half and hearing the crowd, you know, get a little bit behind them, I think that had a lot to do with it. We we talked a little bit about 
how much that has meant to a lot of teams this year, and and I think that makes a big difference. But I've got to go with my Carolina. I got to go with my Tar Heels. But uh, yeah, this this is definitely a game that Carolina needs to play well and 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 win this game going into the tournament. And you know, maybe they, maybe they should lose though because the yo-yo. We, we, I'd rather lose this than go to the first round of the tournament and lose in the first round. But uh, I'm going to say Carolina takes Duke. You know what? I oh, like uh, the pool. Yeah, you, take a shot, Chris. <laughs> I was going to say, the, the way that this year has gone, didn't, Duke beat them earlier, right? So I'm yeah, going to call the yeah. split. i got to say that. We beat them. Carolina beat Duke earlier. No, yeah, Carolina beat Duke. Uh, well, then I, I'll still go with Carolina. <laughs> All right, Bill. Yeah, I, I've got, you know what? I told you the flow, and the flow is points that Carolina's going to play really well. Um, I think that Marquette game's really got them prepared. I think they're going to be ready, and uh, they're going to go in there and get the win against the Blue Devils. So uh, I, I think Carolina takes them. I need Carolina to win this game, Master. So it needs something to the World Pack. Because if Carolina beats <laughs> you, it moves us into the nine seed, which means we don't have to play the first day. Um, so no double buy for us, but I'll take you know at least a single buy. Um, so uh, which which is interesting because it will put us in a you know an, an interesting bracket. I think it would match us up against probably Syracuse, which is a tough tough game. Uh, but yeah, so I'll be pulling for uh, I'll be pulling for Carolina on that one. Okay, so don't that, let me down, Hills. I never pull for you. <laughs> you pull for us against Louisville. That's true. That's yeah. true. I don't like Chris Mack. So, let's look at, right now, I'm looking at the standings, the ACC standings. You've got, from first, from first to, is it six? One, two, three, four, five. First to seven. Hey, Chris. It's separated yeah, by Chris, two and a half games. Yeah, and you guys got, somebody's got to explain this to me. I guess I'm not smart enough to figure it out, but... Um, Chris, I think you know how they did it, but you know, it, it's not, it's so many things are not fair about this, and I, I'm trying to figure out how they're figuring it out. But I mean, you've got some teams that have played 16 games, you've got teams like Louisville played 12 conference games. So, okay, with well, 12 to 16, that record could go, that four games could have gone either way, wins or losses. But yeah, Louisville says that, you know, isn't sitting in front of Georgia Tech. You know, how are they determining this? Winning percentage. Yeah, yeah winning percentage. It's that it's that NC State math, Billy. You know, you divide <laughs> the total number of games. Dang, that's twice. You, you <laughs> that, hey, let, me, let me tell you, you said, uh, is it okay if Chris comes on again this week? Is I know, okay? I know. I bought it on myself. You I, did. I did. I bought it on myself. You're so we're going through the math we're doing. It seems like it's not a... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just hate it works out this way, and it's no one's fault they can't play because of COVID. I mean, that that's not like they're Duke and dodging games. See, see Stevie, I, I took a dig at Duke, um, but uh, oh, I'm sure Carolina was really soon. Uh, uh, maybe. Anyway, so, but would... the way you're right, the way we got Florida State sitting at the top, and Virginia barely down, barely. Uh, you yeah. know, 
And I look at this, and see, this is where, and I see what you're saying, Billy, and we had this talk last week as well. When you've got, Florida State played 14 conference games. Virginia's played 16. So there's two games in there that, of course, they won head-to-head against Virginia. But there's two games in there that, you know, they played three more overall games than than Florida State has. But in the conference, you got, I mean, they're tied. If you were looking at games behind, they're tied right now. But as far as winning percentage, which I don't, and, and I don't see, I think there should be, and I don't know how you would do it, but, you know, just like you said, Louisville's played 12 games. You played yeah, most of these Tech teams. Same. 15. It, Clemson played 15. Carolina's played 15. Georgia Tech's played 16. There's got to be some, you know, and I'm not saying, like you said, it's not their fault that, that what you know, with this COVID going on, but there's got to be a way that they can figure, you know, somehow when you don't play but 12 games, yeah, your winning percentage, if you're a decent team, your winning percentage is going to be a little bit better than everybody else because you, you haven't played as much and you've got more rest. This could be, I don't know, what happens with Virginia Tech, I don't know either. I mean, is Virginia Tech, how much are we looking into to COVID with them? They've got a week to get straight. Um, hopefully they'll be able to be in the tournament because, you know, you want everybody in the tournament. I'm sure they will be, but, uh, you know, it's just it's just a, a weird year. And how do you figure this stuff out? When, when there's some teams that have played over 20 games, way over 20 games, and then there's some teams that haven't even played 20 games yet. I, I don't know. I don't know how. But the seeding is going by winning percentage of conference games. And uh, I guess that's the... The fast way they felt like I mean, they could do it this year. I'm, I'm looking at Louisville sitting at eight and four and thirteen and five record. Yeah. To me, that's not that strong to get in the tournament, but you know, they're well, in the tournament. Well, so, I would say this: four in the they're 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 talking about Louisville is barely in the tournament right now. They really need some uh, uh some wins. That Virginia win would be big for Louisville if they get it, but. So they're sitting number four in our conference. That just doesn't what, make any sense. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, but this whole year hasn't made what sense. What it is. Yeah. yeah. Chris, it's, do you have a solution? <laughs> yeah, just win, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's what the tournament is. Everybody's in there equally now, right? And that's what I'm saying. Well, kind of equally, but... Every game is magnified, and you, you, yeah. you can't take nights off, you know, no matter who you're playing. you got to win. And if you get yeah. if you win, then you'll get in. And yep. you can't, you know, we, you guys probably told this to, you know, the kids you coach, your own kids. It's you, know, you sometimes you worry about others. You got to worry about yourself. You can't. You, know, you got to worry about nothing. You, you got to win. You can't control That's what the other one's point. doing. You know, That's good you point. So preoccupied with that, but yeah, just win. And then you know, I think you have you a good answer, win. Chris. That's but some of that Virginia math, Billy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's that Virginia man. Win, huh? I like it. I like Win. it. So, that, so, so let's see how this thing shakes out. So we have got tournament kicks off. What the ninth of March, I believe. Is that a Wednesday? Yeah, they usually start on Wednesday. Yeah. So and there what three games the first night? 
Um, no, it does. It actually starts Tuesday, guys. Tuesday. Tuesday. Is that the ninth? You got the double buy. That's... Yes. Okay. And then Tuesday, if, you stayed, if everything goes according to your plan, would play Wednesday. <laughs> so, do you guys are you guys finals. looking at who would play who at this point? I don't know if they got that mapped uh, out yet. I don't even think they got that mapped out yet. It's, it's, yeah, it's still. Well, I mean, there's I, you know, there's it, it just depends on the, the next. I think I think the top. I think you got the top two seeds pretty much definite with Virginia, Florida State, and Virginia, and it could go either way on who who ends up one and two. But oh, yeah, uh, one of them the that, part, they're, they're yeah. set. They're set at one and two, and it could flip flop. But after that, you know, right. yes, it's kind of up in there. Georgia Tech could get in there. Um, Clemson, if they had beat Syracuse, I think they had a chance. But that I think that's out the window. I, I think Georgia Tech's really the only one outside the top five that could that could get in there right yeah. now. And then the only question really at that point is kind of Duke State if somebody moves into that second tier yeah. um, game. So interesting, really interesting. So I, I do know. So if Duke is in that first tier. And has to play the kind of that, that first game. I think Carolina will be their second game, which would be really interesting. The same for State. So, uh, you know, either way, I think Carolina's either looking at Duke or, or State for the first game. So that should be really interesting the way it stands now. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think we're in for a really interesting tournament, guys. Um, you know, it's always fun. I mean, if it's a tournament we can actually get through this year, that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond the first round. Um, so, um, you know, it's it, you know I don't even know where to predict it. To be quite honest with you, there's some really hot teams right now. I mean, you want to go to Florida State, but you cannot never count Virginia out. Then it will have them ready. Um, Virginia Tech, I just don't know. I'm telling um, you, I'm telling you right now, I would not be surprised if Georgia Tech isn't isn't on that. Uh, what is it, play Saturday night? Isn't playing Saturday night? Yeah. I would not yeah, how long is that? That is Saturday, by the way. It's just not right. Yeah, you know, I miss the old days. I miss, you know, we're sitting here yeah. talking about starting it on Tuesday. I miss the old days when you started it <laughs> Friday at 12 o'clock. And you could, you know, yeah. when we were in school, you could listen to it on the radio or some maybe a teacher would have a little TV in there that you could watch. on. But we never did anything after lunch on on that Friday. We never did anything at all. As far as classes go, it was too many people distracted by what was going on with the ACC tournament. And most of the time it led off with number one versus number eight, which was always a, a, just a blowout. But, uh, you know, it was a, it was so great back then. And, I, I mean, not saying that it, that what we got now is not good, but it's just not the same as, as what it was back then to me. It just needs to be a Sunday afternoon championship. That's all. Well, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think... I know what they're trying to do. They want prime time on Saturday night. Prime time. What do you think yeah. about it? They're chasing the money, baby. Come on. Yeah. yeah right. You think about it. The only, and, and until COVID came on, the only way I was going to watch it on prime time on Saturday night was if I was at gone out to eat or something like that. Because most time before COVID came along, Saturday night, you go out to eat somewhere. Or you're going to be cooking. And how much are you going to pay attention to it when you're out there? But Saturday, Sunday afternoon, you, like if you go to church, get out of church, 
you sit there, you eat full, eat your lunch, and then sit back and watch the ACC championship. That's what we always did. I mean, it seems like yeah. there would be more of a crowd watching on Sunday than it would on a Saturday night. But that's just me. I mean, and I'm not sure if Billy's agreeing with me or not. I'm, pr- I'm surprised if he No, is. I'm agreeing with you. I know. We are agreeing. This is uh, um, uh, absolutely. Miss, miss We're two old guys who miss the old ways. So, yeah, uh, I, I still miss <laughs> I still miss Reynolds Coliseum with the uh, the noise bar uh, stuff like that. Yeah, and I think it's a incredible. It was an incredible advantage that NC State going up by, by you know wanting to be let's, let's let's put some butts in the seat. I mean, but that's just me. Chris is a young guy. That's all very retro from him. For yeah, him. you need to. So, uh, I wish we could go back and and I mean, I wish there was. Some Cameron Indoor State, not Cameron, but Reynolds Coliseum games. Maybe there is some on YouTube we could we could share with him just so you could see the noise bar. But I'll tell you this, Chris, talking to some of the NC State players from back then that I have talked to, uh, Corciani, Chucky Brown, Rodney Monroe, uh, you know, and others, talking about Reynolds was it was nothing like Reynolds coming up from underneath. The, the stadium coming up the stairs and going out, talking about the, it was so hot there, but they were used to it, and it was another advantage there. But the crowd was so, I mean, I really think, and they'll say it too, that the Reynolds crowd taught Cameron, the camera crazies a few things. But, uh, you know, it, it's just, it was nothing like it back then in, in that era. You had so many great teams with the ACC back then. Uh, it, I mean, it was nothing like it to me. Um, who do you got? Who you guys got as player of the year? You know, we've been talking Sam Penny all year, and I, I got to be honest, I, I'm really torn because the way Moses Wright has been playing, um, the last, you know, coming down the stretch, hard not to say Moses Wright for me, but the consistency with Sam Penny, I don't care if he's a, you know, pit may not have a winning, winning year. They did in the beginning. Um, I'd go with Sam Penny. Uh, that one might be my choice with the Moses Wright being a close second. So you, Jones from Louisville's not even in the picture. Not not doing it for me. Um, and I, yeah, I'll be honest, I haven't seen him play enough um, to to really have a cast a fair move. I'm gonna say this, and, and you I'm, know, Packer and Packer and Durham were talking to former Virginia Tech coach Seth Greenberg the other day, and he had Corlee Jones beating Sam Penny. By a landslide, not even close, he said. And there were, when they asked him the reason why, he said, winning. He's on a winning team. Now, my problem with that is if you got a kid that's average, say, for instance, like we talked before we went on the air, say he's averaging 30 points a game, he's averaging a triple-double, and his team is at the bottom of the ACC, and there's nobody close to putting up his stats. Does he not get MVP because his team doesn't win? Or, or or ACC Player of the Year, as as they put it. I'll put it that way. Let me rephrase that. I mean, is this about how your team's playing or how you're playing? I think this is more an individual award, you know, the, the way that it's been framed. It was interesting. I was going back and looking at all of the Player of the Year, you know, the, the, some of the more recent ACC Player of the Year's. 
And again, typically, I think the correlation winds up that when you you HC Player of the Year, your team is really good. Yeah. So this isn't kind of an odd thing. The last three have been Duke players, um, but for me, I got to go Moses Wright based on my eye test yeah. and watching yeah. him play. Uh, I think he's explosive. He's a leader. I think that the rest of the guys around him feed off of that energy, and I, I don't know if there's anything he can't do. <laughs> you know, he can make the highlights the for sure, but then, as you said, he makes the, he makes the little plays too um, that, you, that you don't always realize. So I would I would go just based on what I've seen lately with uh, with Moses Wright. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think there's anybody hotter in the ACC right now than Moses Wright. I mean, Hurt was one, uh, but you know, and 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 what got me now was the same people that were talking about that. You know, Hurt was in the picture. Now Duke is not having a right. great year, <laughs> so I Good mean, point. how how is Hurt in, still in the picture if you're go, you're basing it on how your team's doing? So right. Listen, I, I've seen her play, and he's a great ball player. Don't get me wrong; he really is. But he's got a great three-point shot. Um, but um, I, you know, I'm not seeing a ton of the other stuff. I mean, he's a pretty good passer. He, he's okay in fact. But um, I mean, I don't see the all-around player. Um, put it this way: the other night when he went out of the game, uh, when they were playing Georgia Tech, I mean, I, I'll be honest; I don't think we missed much of a beat. I mean, I'm sure they'd rather have him in the game. For his shooting, yeah. but you know they they were still producing. So um, he's not the heart of that team. Um, you take Moses right out or Champagne, you the heart of the team just went out. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's what you got to look at. But I mean, listen, Hurts freshman. He, dude, he's going to be awesome. Um, I mean, he is awesome. So uh, no, no question about that. I guess we'll just have to chalk it up the fact that he was in the conversation that Duke charm again. I mean that yeah, maybe <laughs> what it is right there, but uh, anyway, well, like I said, they've got the last three ACC players of the year. Yeah. Too, so well, maybe that's that they're, nudge. They're, they need a nudge for player of the year too. As far as we talked about getting in the tournament, <laughs> Billy, you love who's your pick, Stevie? Who's my pick? I right I'm now, I said yeah. there's nobody hotter than Moses Wright. So you got Moses. Yeah, I, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm right with you guys. On that. The only reason I wouldn't give it to Moses right is just the year test. Exactly. Um, you know, he's turned it on at the end. He's been playing amazing. But honestly, until the last month, not even say month probably, you know, I, I, I my focus on that team was Jose Alvarado. Yep. And now it's switched to Moses right. So just that alone, um, it, it's always been Champagne. If I'm going consistency throughout the year, I'm going Champagne. And I think that's what this, this award is about, is consistency through the whole year. So Moses Wright is hot, yeah, in, in the last part of the year, but Champagne has been consistent the whole year. So Did I just get you to change your vote, Steve? No, I, you didn't let me finish a while ago. <laughs> you, 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 you spoke. I said, Moses Wright is hotter than anybody in the league right now. But then you stepped in and said, blah, 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 blah. So I, that's, when I, that's, that's why I was trying to get this point across to you. If we're going consistently, I agree with you. Champagne is played consistently well at that MVP level. All year, and he's had to deal with a lot too, and still putting yeah. up big numbers. So I mean, he's been the focus yeah. 
of that of that group. I mean, he's the one they focus on, and he's still putting up big numbers and still getting rebounds. So if I'm giving it to somebody right now, I'm giving it to Champagne, no matter what Seth Greenberg says. But. Yeah. I like it. I mean, you can't go wrong with the two of those guys, that's for sure. No. I would not be surprised if, if you know, the kid from Louisville gets it. Uh, but I, I think Champagne deserves it. I really do. Yeah. All right. He, Any, after this season, he deserves something. <laughs> yeah, he definitely deserves it. Well, you know, and, I mean, yeah. it's not going to be given to him by any means. And we're going yeah. about what he's done all year. But, uh, you know, I think he he's... He's right up there. If, if he doesn't get it, he should be right up there near the top of it. Yeah. Any any parting words? Hey, tournament time. You know, it's, it's, it's time to, you know, get that TV afternoon. Uh, definitely uh, watch some good ATC basketball. So, uh, who knows how it's going to play out. I, I can't wait to watch. Yeah, what about you, Chris? It's the most wonderful time of the year for me, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> I really know that. You got it's that, been the most wonderful know. time of the last two years for Chris. <laughs> whether, yep. whether it's Monday, Tuesday, I don't care. Lace them up and get out there, and I'll be watching. Yeah, yeah so, I will say this. You know, March 1st came in Monday, and it seems like yeah. everything gets amped up a little bit more when March comes around. Uh, March Madness, is, of course, but everything starts just getting amped up a little bit more. It becomes more intense. Uh, everything becomes more important, whatever you do. You know, you go back to watching it in, in December. You know, oh, okay, well, they can recover from this. Guess what? Just like Chris said earlier, every game is magnified. Every game, it means something now. You know, Georgia Tech, Cannot lose the Wake Forest. I mean, it's, it's stuff like that. You really look at it more now in March than you do any other time of the year. And guess what? After this week, you lose, you go home. So, I mean, it's really important time. March Madness is here, guys. You know, it's going to be it's going to be great. I mean, just hope and pray that we can get through a whole ACC tournament, and a whole NCAA tournament this year. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for episode eight. Chris, as always, thank you for being here with us. I'm glad Billy asked you to be with us, and even though it backfired on him, uh, you know, fought on myself, Stevie. You did. You <laughs> all, you did. You're glutton for punishment sometimes. I am. Well, hey, you know, and you know, I'm a psychopath. You were, you were the one that wanted to do this podcast, too, with me. So you're a glutton for punishment. I know. I am. I'm a glutton for punishment, but I'm loving it. <laughs> Go back. Yeah. All right. So that's going to do it for this week, guys. This is episode eight of Tobacco Row Weekly. Uh, Chris, we'll have you back on again. Hopefully, maybe we'll be talking about a ACC championship or tournament championship for y'all. Uh, we'll, who knows? It'll be, it'll, I don't know. It's going to be so crazy. It's just going to be so crazy. But maybe we need to get some uh, updates from Chris live from the ACC tournament on Tobacco Row Weekly, Billy. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. Long as I'm with him. As long as you're with him. Okay. Where's him at the tournament? I got you. I got you. All right, guys. What's going to do it for this week? Y'all have a great week. We're out of here.